Hi, this is Matt and Sean from Two Black Guys with good credit from a local business to a global corporation. Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash banking for business to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Coming up on DTNS, Google pulls podcast addict from the Play Store. A Samsung-funded startup developed a fake window with natural sunlight. And Aunt Pruitt explains mirrorless cameras in advance of the Canon R5 mirrorless body. This is the Daily Tech News for Monday, May 18th, 2020 in Los Angeles. I'm Tom Merritt. And from Studio Redwood, I'm Sarah Lane. And uh, I'm the show's producer, Roger Chang. As I just mentioned, Ant Pruitt, host at Twit of Hands-On Photography and Hands-On Wellness, joins us. Good to have you back, Ant. Uh, thank you for having me, team. I really appreciate y'all. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. We appreciate you being here. We were just talking uh, with Ant about collecting couches. Uh, uh, Rogers. Uh, <laughs> Not me. <laughs> we were talking with Ant about Rogers collecting couches. Okay, that's better. <laughs> uh, get that wider conversation and understand the truth at Good Day Internet, patreon.com slash DTNS. Let's start with a few tech things you should know. Uber is closing 45 offices, laying off uh, uh, 3,000 employees and rethinking its freight and autonomous vehicle technology. Uber said it's laid off uh, 3,700 employees earlier this month. Uber rides are down 80%, while Uber Eats delivery, food delivery is up 52%. Amazon will reopen its French warehouses Tuesday. If you remember, Amazon closed down the French warehouses about a month ago after a court ordered it to reduce operations in response to union complaints. As part of its agreement with three unions, Amazon will slowly bring workers back in, starting with 30% Tuesday, reaching full staff by June 2nd. Microsoft announced that Minecraft sales surpassed 200 million with 126 million monthly players. The company said that new players increased 25% last month, while multiplayer sessions increased 40% during that time. Microsoft acquired Minecraft maker Mojang back in 2014 for $2.5 billion and reported 100 million in sales in 2016. Developers of the Edison email app confirmed a bug that caused iOS users to see email messages from other accounts without needing their credentials. The company said it was not a security breach and appeared only in the latest update to the iOS app. In other words, they're saying it wasn't a hacker who did it. They're saying it was a bug. Uh, And it has since been rolled back. Edison said affected users were notified of the bug. Logitech announced its uh, update to its security camera line with the Circle View, which features a redesigned IP64 rated body and operates only through Apple's HomeKit. Like Logitech's Circle 2 camera, the Circle View can record 1080p video across a 180-degree field of view with infrared footage at night up to 15 feet away. The Circle View is powered through USB and includes a button to off the camera and microphone. The Circle View goes on sale 
later in May for $160. A Nikkei Asian review source says chipmaker TSMC stopped taking new orders from Huawei in order to comply with new export rules from the United States. TSMC called the report purely market rumor but did say it's working with outside counsel to interpret the new U.S. rules. U.S. Undersecretary for Economic Growth Keith Kroc said the U.S. does not anticipate giving TSMC a license to sell to Huawei. At Huawei's annual analyst summit, Huawei rotating chairman Kuo Ping said, we expect that our business will be inevitably affected. Huawei's other options outside of TSMC for making chips include China's SMIC or perhaps Samsung. Butterfly Network has developed a diagnostic wand with an ultrasonic chip inside that can connect to an Android or iOS device to monitor COVID-19 patients' lungs remotely. The $2,000 wand could be used by patients at home while doctors interpret the scans, and results are comparable to mid-range $70,000 ultrasound machines. Google's Meet video conference service became free earlier this month and has now passed the $50 million install mark in the Google Play Store. Uh, By comparison, it had 5 million installs back in March. An insurance dispute in Collin County District Court in Texas Monday picked a jury to hear the case by video conference. Officials believe that this is the first virtual trial, jury trial, to be held in the U.S. during the lockdown. The jury will be will hear a, a summary jury trial, a condensed version of a case where results in a non-binding verdict to encourage mediation. And the FBI announced it has unlocked an iPhone 5 and iPhone 7 Plus of a shooter in Pensacola, Florida, without Apple's assistance or breaking encryption. The FBI says it developed its own tool to unlock the phones. They did not uh, tell what method they used to get them open. All right. Let's talk a little bit about a singular moment in time, Sarah. Yeah, let's. Uh, During an MIT event, Microsoft President Brad Smith, perhaps you've heard of him, said that, quote, Microsoft was on the wrong side of history when open source exploded at the beginning of the century. And I can say that about me personally. He was talking about himself. Smith has been a lawyer at Microsoft for more than 25 years. Microsoft is now the single largest contributor to open source projects in the world. A full Linux kernel will ship in a Windows 10 update later this month. Man, Ant, I don't know about you, but I I just called 1998 me, uh, and uh, (laughs) I didn't believe myself when I told myself this had happened. No one would would have seen this coming (laughs) back then. Not a soul. (laughs) Uh, yeah, there, there's really not much to say here other than like, yeah, you were on the wrong side of history, <laughs> uh, but but also good good for acknowledging it. I mean, Brad Smith was a lawyer on a, a lot of those uh, cases where Microsoft was suing open source companies, trying to prevent them from being able to operate by by throwing patent law around in what a lot of people felt was, was just an anti-competitive sort of, of matter. And my, how things have changed. Uh, a lot of it has to do with Satya Nadella coming in and changing the philosophy of the company, but some of it was even changing before that, e- even under Steve Ballmer. So we're seeing just a few less GNU pitchforks. Yeah, I wonder how many. There's always something that Microsoft, (laughs) as big as they are, is going to do to annoy people. But yeah, I think overall you're right. Uh, Fewer pitchforks because Microsoft is participating. They're they're not only participating in in Linux projects, they're participating in the Chromium project uh, Mm -hmm. and all kinds. Uh, there's, There's loads of examples of other projects. And by and large, not that they're perfect, but... Generally, it seems like they're being a good citizen in the projects that they are participating in. 
Podcast Addict says its app has been pulled from the Google Play Store and had its ad serving suspended for violating rules about COVID-19. If you remember, we we talked about this before, the Play Store policies now prohibit referencing COVID-19 or related terms in metadata unless your app is from an authorized government or health agency. This is to crack down on fake apps that that are spreading misinformation. Podcast Addict is not a misinformation app. It's an app that just delivers podcasts. Uh, it is probably being punished for having uh, podcasts listed in the app that mention COVID-19, but we're not sure. Uh, Podcast Addict is making its APK available for sideload while it tries to appeal this decision, which creator Xavier Guillemont says will take up to seven days, and he's going to be missing out on revenue every one of those days. It's not a first either. Podcast Addict was previously demonetized for acu- being accused of linking to podcasts with explicit content. But again, they were just linking to the podcasts that people link to, uh, some of which had explicit content. In that case, Google reversed the course on the decision rather quickly. We're waiting to see if Google will pay attention to this and reverse course on this faster as well. Is this more of a Google AI mess up, if you will, where it's just sort of scraping and looking and thinking? I mean, huh, podcast addict would probably argue that, yeah, it's like, why are we still getting targeted? I mean, if 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 we're not being targeted explicitly because, you know, of, of the company that we are, mm-hmm. this wouldn't be the first time. Yeah, it does sound like an algorithm. We don't know that. Uh, but it does sound like an algorithm just looked at this app and yanked it down. Uh, they got an automated notice that said, you're in violation of this policy. It was the COVID-19 policy. So they were very specific about what the violation they were accused of was, but not specific about what in the app caused this to be the problem. Now, if they were to follow normal policy, they would have to change the name of the app, resubmit it uh, without violating the policy, which would lose Podcast Addict all of its Play Store history, um, its 10 million right. download count, uh, all of that, which would and, and branding, right, uh, which would be devastating. So mm-hmm. one would think that I can't imagine anything the Podcast Addict was doing would would justify that kind of punishment. At worst, maybe they had COVID-19 in their meta tags and shouldn't have, uh, you know, but even that, I, I think, would be just, just take the meta tags out and we'll put, the, we'll put the app back up. You shouldn't be banned for life for that. But if they're serving up podcasts that are providing great content around COVID-19 information, yeah, yeah. They're, they're doing a good service. And those different podcasts, they have to set themselves up with SEO information with uh, Forrester tags and so forth, because that's the right thing to do to, to make sure that they're seen mm-hmm. by everyone. So, uh, again, I, all of this just sort of confused me. And it just sounds like yet another uh, algorithm problem, you know? Well, and, and to your point, like, was this just an AI issue? Maybe it was. At what point can a company, you know, like uh, a podcast addict be like, you just, we, we lost out on a lot of revenue because of some issue that happened, you know, behind the scenes that you're not telling us about. And a podcast addict isn't big enough to get the same treatment Spotify would get. Exactly. Uh, you know, there's not a, there's oh. not a personal representative that goes, well, hold on a minute. We don't want that to happen. Let's let's talk this out. So they're, they're having to wait for the press to mention this and get Google's attention, which is unfair uh, to Podcast Addict. And hopefully by the time you hear this recording, if you're not listening to it live, uh, this has been resolved and we'll follow up and, and talk about it if and when it is. 
Oculus Quest will now bring its experimental hand tracking system out of beta. Up until now, hand tracking has only worked for the main menu and some built-in apps. The games Waltz of the Wizard, Elixir, and The Curious Tale of the Stolen Pets, as well as animated films Gloomy Eyes and The Lion will launch with hand tracking on May 28th. Developers can start submitting apps with hand tracking that day as well. So you're going to start seeing more of this stuff. Yay! Very excited because <laughs> I have an Oculus Quest. Other up Updates to the Quest include PlayStation Scan, which helps automatically detect obstacles and the ability to change the default boundary color. Facebook says that it sold $100 million of Oculus Quest content since launch of last year. That matches the $100 million across all of its VR platforms announced last September. So uh, play space scan to help make sure, you know, you've got uh, a nice mauve uh, boundary line for you or, or, or the, uh, or the, or that, the, the tracking, the hand tracking, which is most exciting to, to you, Sarah? Uh, I, I would, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I, I, it's probably the hand tracking. Um, I, 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 I don't, uh, I don't dislike what uh, options I have now, but it is pretty limiting it is limiting um you know what what your hands can do and what you have to sort of like i don't know you have to sort of learn how to use your hands a very different way in order to like enjoy the oculus quest which is fine but it isn't it's never felt um like it is i don't know it, well because you're having to hold those controllers right so it's just is it unnatural yeah, you sort of, it's sort of like being able to be like, okay, you can use your hands, but you can only use your thumbs, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know? So it's, it's, it's not wrong. It's, it's fine. It's learnable, but it always felt a little limiting to me. So. I always thought that, that they were doing a great job putting out a product that's not half baked the way Google tends to do it. Um, but this, all of these updates sound really good and, in. I would have opted more for the detecting the obstacle feature because I'm tired of stuff getting broken in my house because I'm stumbling over it and things like that. <laughs> well, yeah, and that, that play space scan, I mean, the beauty of it is it, it makes it easier. I mean, you can still manually set up that space and try, try to make sure you're not kicking things around. Yeah. Uh, but Busting the shin. And the more it's a pain, <laughs> the more you're going to miss something, right? So it's, it's good to have that stuff. Samsung has spun out a startup from its C-Labs incubator that makes an artificial window that delivers the benefits of natural sunlight. It's called Sunny 5, and it outputs the full spectrum of natural light and can be programmed to mimic sunlight by changing the angle throughout the day, including programmable scenarios like sunrise, dawn, dusk, and sunset. This will be great on the colony ships we take when we leave Earth and travel through the space. Samsung claims the product can even help users synthesize vitamin D indoors without the negative effects of sunburn or aging. Now, that's a claim that has not been validated, uh, but it'd be interesting if it's true. It's controlled by an app, of course, and it integrates with Samsung's SmartThings, of course, because it's incubated by Samsung. Uh, the startup will launch soon as an independent. So right now it's been in the C-Labs incubator. The news is it's going to be spun out as its own Samsung-backed company and hopefully we'll we'll get to see some actual products uh, uh, rather than just the prototypes and demonstrations they were showing off a previous version of this at ces but what they've got now looks cool in a video uh there's there's a lot yet that has to be proven in real life but it looks interesting 
I mean, I think that, uh, you know, a lot of these sorts of things, people go, oh, cool, vitamin D, great for humans. I was just having a conversation with uh, a friend earlier today about the fact that his plant was dying and he didn't know what he was doing wrong. And so we're like looking at photos and I was like, I don't know, maybe you need to like put it in a different corner kind of thing. I think that the artificial lights... Uh, you know, humans aside, uh, there are lots of, of ways that this could be very cool. And that's pretty much the, the only positive that I see in this is something for helping to keep plants alive in the home when you have issues with actual natural light. But from a human standpoint, we need, we need to go outside. We need to go outside <laughs> in the air, even though there's a bunch of creepy crawlies flying mm-hmm. around and stuff out there. But that's, that's what helps brings balance and keep balance in the force, if you will. You know, we got to have all of that filth and some of that energy from the sun to help us stay in that state of uh, homeostasis. Yeah. Is that the right term? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's uh, that's the right term. I mean, people have a vitamin D deficiency in general these days because mm-hmm. they're not going yeah. out enough. Uh, certainly, this might help with that, but it's not going to help with what you're saying, Ant, which is like there are other benefits of going outside, uh, and maybe mm-hmm. you should just do that. But when we go outside, we put on sunblock and all that. So I don't know. There's definitely some therapeutic things for people who can't go outside. This could be beneficial, or like I was joking earlier, you know, space travel, uh, being able to make it more natural. And in fact, you'll get. If this works the way they're describing, you'll get better sunlight from it than you would get through a window because it's the full spectrum, whereas your window filters things. That's why you, you can't just keep yeah. the, the, the sun, you know, the shades open and get the same amount of vitamin D. Well, and, uh, you know, over on the East Coast, and I don't know if you ever went through this. I guess you were you were far enough south. But, you know, I, I know people who have, uh, you know, during the winter, the, it's depression mode. Sad. Yeah, yeah. seasonal yeah. affective disorder. That's right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, when when it comes down to this, it's that's actually really helpful. Yeah, yeah. when there is no sun out, <laughs> which you know, in in some locations that that happens for for big stretches uh, throughout the year. So, it's it could be good for that as well. That's a really good point. Yep. In a letter to customers, Apple retail chief Deirdre O'Brien announced that Apple has now reopened 100 retail locations globally with plans to open up 10 more stores in Italy and 25 more in the United States this week. Reopen stores perform temperature checks on employees, require face masks for employees and customers, limit occupancy to maintain social distance, and are deep cleaned nightly. Some stores will also offer curbside pickup and drop-off. So... How does everybody feel about this? Are they doing the right thing? Are they are they taking the right precautions? Are you ready to go back when a store opens near you? I have no problem with this. I'm not an Apple customer by any stretch of the imagination, but I have no problem with this because they're getting people back to work and Apple is paying attention to detail from a standpoint of safety and trying to keep everybody, you know, healthy and whatnot. That's good. And they're even going to you know, keep a, a lot of people out of the store if they need to, the same way our regular supermarkets are doing. I think this is a good thing. Yeah, it seems like these are the right precautions. They're even going to provide masks if someone shows up without one uh, for some reason. Uh, they'll have them on hand for folks. So they're they're trying to make it as seamless as possible. At the same token, I never like having to go to the store if I don't have to anyway. So mm-hmm. this this may not be the reason that I'm not going to go, but I'm not going to be rushing back to this or or a lot of other stores if I can get stuff online. But that also was true 
in February for me. So, just, you know, <laughs> I didn't like the hassle of having to go park and all, all of that. What about you, Sarah? I mean, honestly, like, listen, I love a good Apple store <laughs> and I am an Apple customer, you know, I'm, uh, however, this is such a great example of like, oh, if they just went away forever, does my life change? Nope. Not doesn't. In fact, it was like kind of inconvenient for me to go to an Apple store as it was right. not inconvenient for me to buy something online. Now they talk about this curbside ser- service offering. I wonder how that's going to go because People by nature are not very patient. And then from from what I've always been told is the whole appointment um, aspect of Apple Store seems to be a bit of a hurdle to try to clear. So now you're going to add curbside assistance, meaning someone's got to be at point A on time and then the Apple representative has to get there on time in addition to dealing with other stuff on the inside. It just sounds like a Charlie Foxtrot waiting uh-huh, to happen. Uh-huh. It does. <laughs> Uh, I, well, in, unless it's just, uh, you order it for pickup and instead of going into the store to pick it up, you just say like, Oh, I'm here to pick up my thing rather than having an appointment. Mm. Uh, if it's sort of first come first serve and they're like, okay, great. We'll bring it out to you. Cause I mean, I've done that at the Apple store where I order something and pick it up there. And the only difference back then was I would walk into the store and tell somebody, uh, and wait at a table here. They probably just say, Oh, just wait here for a second. We'll be right back. What will probably not change is I will wait 20 minutes <laughs> for that thing if I, like, come out. <laughs> cause it's going to be busy, even if they're, yeah. especially if they're limiting the number of people who can go into the store. Right. Hey folks, if you want to get all the tech headlines each day in about five minutes, be sure to subscribe to dailytechheadlines.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, this is Matt and Sean from Two Black Guys with good credit. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. 
Well, we couldn't have Ant Pruitt on the show without taking advantage of his wealth of photography knowledge. The biggest thing I think uh, you were saying on your radar, Ant, is the R5 mirrorless body from Canon coming out. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I know you're eager to see it. Uh, see if it follows the pattern of, of taking heat and then getting a firmware update and getting some love. Uh, before we get to your thoughts on the R5 specifically, though, uh, talk mm-hmm. to us a little bit about mirrorless cameras. How, <laughs> how is that different from a digital SLR? Talk to you about yeah, mirrorless cameras? Is that what you mean? Me. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Got well, it. and also me, because I'd <laughs> like to know as well. Well, mirrorless <laughs> cameras are essentially exactly as it says. It's a b- camera body that does not have a mirror in it that helps out with the actual exposure. Our traditional digital SLRs have a, a flip-up mirror that pops up and down every time you click the shutter. Light passes through and closes back down, so on and so forth. This is a bunch of mechanical mumbo-jumbo. You just remove that in the mirrorless bodies, and it allows you to shrink the, the actual form factor of the body down. In addition to that physical form factor change, and you get some added benefits, such as an electronic viewfinder. Instead of looking through your viewfinder and it's just glass and it's just the optics that you're dealing with to see if you're in frame and so forth with the mirrorless side they're able to computerize it a bit and let you see if you're properly exposed or if you're underexposed and see a lot of other beautiful stuff really dumb question why weren't we always dealing with mirrorless cameras this entire time (laughs) well there is a cost to these things i mean that that happens over time but of course now uh, the process is getting a lot less a lot less uh, cumbersome for these different manufacturers. So the cost of mirrorless are going down for the most part, with the exception of, you know, the latest one from Sony and this rumored one, the R5 from Canon, um, supposed to be pretty expensive. But I doubt it's going to be pretty expensive because they already have a six thousand dollar camera body out there. <laughs> They're not going to do us. They're not going to do us like that again. You know, why is there such big interest in shooting video with DLSR or or with mirrorless cameras? Uh, Portability, portability. Uh, You have a lot of independent filmmakers that, yeah, they would love to have that red red weapon, Mm -hmm. the beautiful cinema camera, and or the Ursa from Blackmagic. But the form factor on those are a little bit chunkier and heavier, and not as easy to move around with. but, you know, that's one of those prices you pay for when it comes to having quality over convenience. But if you can put those same types of smarts into a smaller form factor and give it an, a nice price point, that's something that the independent folks are going to jump on quickly. All right. So uh, I, get, I get it. Uh, mirrorless cameras allowed you to do some direct digital stuff that you couldn't do if there was a mirror in the way. And it's now gotten cheap enough uh, that it's, it's not a big cost prohibitive thing. Uh, we've had a couple of, of, of Canon R's, uh, as I was mentioning earlier, that you mm-hmm. were saying uh, have, have gone through the love-hate relationship. Oh, uh, man. People hated those things <laughs> when they came out. And it, it, it drove Oh no! He froze up. Oh, on there was there was so much. Passion. He was making such a good point too. Yeah. It was. Uh, I, I if uh, it doesn't pick up in a second, I will say from my from what I what I could read, there's a love hate relationship because there's a love and hate relationship with a lot of 
photography enthusiasts for Canon. They feel that they're a little too traditional. They don't move as quickly as the Sonys, as the Panasonics, when it comes to adopting new technologies. And they feel that they have uh, been a little uh, slow to adopt a lot of the features that the competitors have. So oh. and, and Roger and, jumped in when you froze right there. Uh, but he's basically oh, saying it's, it's, the, it's the Canon high expectations uh, that, that fuel that a little bit. Yeah, and, and there's, there's truth in that. Um, a lot of the, the the talk behind Canon is their lag behind the folks of Sony and, and Nikon and things like that. And, and, in, and in a sense, they are. But it's no different from, say, the Apple versus Google or the Apple versus Microsoft. Uh, Apple tends to wait on a lot of things. And when it's time for them to, to announce something or launch something, it's usually a better version of the technology that company ABC has already put out, you know, and that's just what's going on here. Canon's going to get better. Sony's going to get better two years from now. And this is just going to be a beautiful cycle for the consumer. So uh, before we wrap up here, uh, tell us, you know, what what is the status of the R5 and and what's your best guess at what this will do? with what has generally been a decline in the consumer camera market? Well, the R5 is supposed to be out this week, but, you know, with everything going on with the virus, things are slowing down. Um, I've spoken to representatives at Canon, and they're, of course, they've been tight-lipped, but they all tend to say the whole, yeah, we're still on time, we're still on time with it getting out this month. So hopefully we'll see it by the end of the month. But far as just the the market for cameras changing so much, you have to blame these smartphones, the Pixel, the the iPhone 11, the cameras in these things are just outstanding from a consumer standpoint. Uh, I'm not going to shoot everything with the Pixel. I can, but I don't want to. There are some things I want a bigger image sensor to do particular tasks. Is there something that you gave up with mirrorless cameras it, that is akin to what you might be giving up if you switch to a phone? Uh, in my opinion, uh, no, no. I think you're gaining more. You, mm-hmm. You're gaining more. Uh, because for me, a, a lot of photography is based on feel. That that body has to feel right in my hands versus, you know, carrying the phone around. And a, and a phone is comfortable in my hands. But for shooting photography, I, I want the girth of a camera body in my hands. Just want that feel. Solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gotcha. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. I feel like I, I understand a tiny bit more <laughs> thanks to you. <laughs> I'm glad I it could help best. a tiny yeah. bit. Yeah, thanks, Ant. Um, it's uh, it's. Are you going to get an R5, I guess? That is my intent. Uh, yeah? I, hope, I hope to get one as soon as it's available to me. But yeah, that's my intent. Uh, I'm ready to go the the mirrorless route. I wasn't too keen on it previously, um, but I played around with the EOS R and I liked it. And I said, well, I'll go ahead and get it. And I just about got it last year. But then all of these rumors popped up about this next generation coming up. Mm-hmm. So I said, I better wait. As it always is, you can join in the conversation in our Discord. Lots of photography conversations pop up there, as well as the larger tech conversation. You can join by linking to a Patreon account at patreon.com slash DTNS. Let's check out the mailbag. 
Olets. Jason, a.k.a. Husky Caucasian, I guess. <laughs> You've you know, been maybe, maybe doing some baking at home. All good. On last Monday's show, Jason says, you discussed online voting. This reminded me of a project that Microsoft is working on called Election Guard. It's still in its earliest phases of testing. isn't designed for voting online just yet, but I can see the potential for it to pivot in that direction. It was tested earlier this year for a small election in Wisconsin. The basics, as described on their website, are as follows. Election Guard is a way of checking election results uh, checking if election results are accurate and that votes have not been altered or suppressed or tampered in any way. Uh, individual voters can see that their vote has been accurately recorded and their voice has been correctly added to the final tally. Anybody who wishes to monitor the election can check all votes to that, that they have been correctly tallied to produce an accurate and fair result. All right. We'll keep an eye on Election Guard. Uh, I've heard of a few bits about it, but like you say, I've heard it's, you know, very early days of testing. Thank you, Jason. Yes. And thanks to patrons at our master and grandmaster levels, including Wandy Hernandez, DeGrasha Daniels, and Steve Ayadarola. Also, thanks to Aunt Pruitt for being with us today. And it's been too long. Hopefully it won't be too long since you're with us again. Let folks know where they can keep up with your work. Oh, sweet. Thank you all so much. You can follow me over on Twitter at Ant underscore Pruitt, but I'd love for you to check out my show, Hands-On Photography and Hands-On Wellness over on the Twit Network. That's twit.tv slash hop and twit.tv hop, twit.tv how. Easy. Easy to remember. Those are good. Those are good URLs. Uh, thank you, Ant. I, now, everything I know about mirrorless cameras, I've learned from you. I can, I, I can, honestly, I can honestly say that at this point. I can uh, put that on my LinkedIn Yeah, now. yeah, please do. <laughs> Patron Dario Bastos wanted to share the love uh, with one of the artists on his music label, Vicious Technique. You can find their new single, You, on Amazon, Apple, Spotify, etc. Just part of us trying to help each other out during these times, and we'll have a link to that in our show notes as well and of course you can always support the show directly on patreon dailytechnewsshow.com slash patreon if you have feedback for us our email address is feedback at dailytechnewsshow.com we love to hear your feedback keep it coming we're also live monday through friday 4 30 p.m 2030 utc and you can find out more at dailytechnewsshow.com slash live back tomorrow with patrick beja talk to you then this show is part of the frog pants network Get more at frogpants.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.